Man, I want to preach what the Lord has laid upon my heart. My prayers are for all those that are sick today and traveling and sleeping, skipping, working, whatever. Amen. Prayers for them. Amen. But I think God's got something special for this church today. Amen. Romans 8 and 31. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? That's all I'm going to read because that's all we have to read. Amen. So I simply want to preach for a little while from this title, If God Be For Us. If God be for us, set your Bibles down, lift your hands to the Lord, lift your voices to God. Come on, prayer warriors, help me pray right now that God's going to do something. God's going to encourage somebody. God's going to help somebody in this place. In the name of Jesus, God, we thank you for your blessings. Thank you for your help today, God. Thank you for your strength. Hallelujah. Now you think you can put your hands together for Jesus? Hallelujah. You've been good to us, God. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. I want to preach simply this. Everybody say, if God be for us. Praise God. If God be for us. I came up with this title. I split this scripture in half and just listed the first half as the title, If God Before Us, because I didn't want to end the sentence because there's a thousand ways to end the sentence. If God's for us, anything is possible. I said, if God before us, If God before us, anything on planet earth, outside of the earth, in the heavens, anything is possible if we can just get God for us. Well, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Amen. With men, a lot of things are impossible. In man's world, there's a lot of impossible situations. But with God, I said, but with God, all things are possible. I'm going to preach to the church a little while today. Uh, Hallelujah. If God be for you, Whatever you need in your life can happen before we leave this building today. Hallelujah. Some people are waiting on God and God's waiting on some people. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Telling you if God is for you, your business will succeed. If God be for you, your marriage is going to be just fine. If God be for you, your finances are going to work out just fine. 
Boy, I feel like stomping the devil right now. I feel like claiming victory. If God be for us, whatever you need, it's going to happen. Hallelujah. But say, if God be for us, if God be for us, you're going to overcome temptation. If God be for you, he's going to make a way of escape. When you, when you got God's attention and you say, I need your help. Don't you know he's going to open up a door where you can get out. You well, I, I, I still trust you, Lord. Praise We wouldn't be living in doubt if we just trusted God. We wouldn't walk in moping if we just trusted God. If God be for us, please tell me who could be against us. Oh, I feel like praising God. I said, I feel like praising God. I I once was young and now I'm getting kind of older. Yet have I never, I've never, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. He always showed up. He always helped me. He always carried me through. Come on, everybody love Jesus in this house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. It was a question if God's for you. Do you know anybody? Do you know anything so big and so bad that God can't work it out? If God be for you, do you know any spirit from hell that could stop you from getting what God wanted you to have? I still believe this word that said greater is he that's in me than he. I rebuke you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. We're going over. We're not going under. Come on, everybody, clap your hands to the Lord together. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. If God's for us. Everybody say, if God's for us. Amen. It's all going to work out. We're about to simplify this living for God. We're about to simplify the miracle process. What do you, all you got to do is get God on your side. Because he's never lost one battle. If you get God on... Man, people, people spend way too much time concerned about what is against them than thinking about what is for them. Get your mind off what is against you and start dwelling on what is for you. If you start dwelling on what is for you... People spend too much time worried about 
the people that are coming against them. They spend too much time concerned about the enemy of your soul coming against you. When you need to be focused on what is with you. This Bible says there's going to come a day where you're going to stand over the pit of hell and look down upon the devil and say, is that the one that confounded the nations? Is that little peanut the one that tormented me? Is that little... That little lion weasel, the one that I stayed up all night worried about. If God be for us, there ain't nobody that can stop us. Come on, get your thinking cap on right now. Come on, get your thinking cap on right now. Think about what's for you. Think about what's with you. Hallelujah. Praise God. The devil's a liar. I said the devil's a liar. The devil's a liar. The devil's a liar. Greater is he. That's in you. tell you if you got the Holy Ghost you spoke in tongues you know what's inside of you the power of God is in you the spirit of God is inside of you the same spirit that said let there be light and there was light is inside of you if you got the Holy Ghost that same spirit that said let the waters divide from the waters It's in you if you got the Holy Ghost. Sometimes we live way beneath our privileges because we're listening to the wrong voices. Maybe we got the wrong friends. Amen. If you got friends that drag you down, get rid of them. Get some friends that'll help pull you up. Get some friends that'll say, hey, you're going to make it. You, get you some friends that say, we can well possess the land. Hallelujah. Man, but get your mind off of what's against you. And I want you to think about what is for you. I want to shift the focus of your mind to to simply this, I want to please God. I want to please God because I want his favor. If I get his favor, I'm going to win every time. So what am I going to do? I'm going to start searching my heart. Start searching my life. God, if there's, I say this every day. God, if there's anything in my heart that don't belong, I want you to get it out. Don't, don't let anything rest inside of me that don't belong. If there's bitterness inside of me, you get it out. If there's envy in me, 
there's jealousy in me, get it out. Hatred, get it out. Why? I want the favor of God. I want God to look down on me. Say, I'm pleased with that. Come on, when you get the spirit and the attitude, I want God to look down on me. Be able to say, I'm pleased. I seen what came against him yesterday. I seen how he handled it. And I'm pleased with that. I see what he's doing when he ain't in church. I see what he's doing in his house. And I like that. I like how he deals with people. I like how compassionate he is. Come on, it's gonna mean everything, church, to get the favor of God in your life. Man, when you start getting in alignment with the word of God, that's when the favor begins to flow. I called it the faucet. God's got his hand on the faucet. He can, he can open it up wide open or he can shut it down. I want to know, God, how do I get it open and keep it open? I'll tell you how you do it. You get in God's favor. And you don't ever walk out of his favor. You gotta, you gotta get off the roller coaster. I'm on fire today and I'm lukewarm tomorrow. I love everybody today and I hate everybody tomorrow. You're gonna be in favor, out of favor. In fa- Forget all that. When I go to sleep, I wanna be in favor of God. When I wake up, I wanna be in the favor of God. When I'm eating lunch, I want to be in the favor of God. When I'm dealing with people. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Because if you get God for you, if you get God for you, there's nothing that can defeat you. Again, with a prayer life. My, my, my. Prayer life. There he is again. Same message. Ten years straight. You got to have a prayer life. Why do you need a prayer life? I'll tell you why. Because you got a grandpa named Adam. And he wasn't a man of his house. Praise God. He wasn't a Joshua. He was a pushover. I can't get this out of my spirit. I preached this two weeks ago. Praise God. Y'all young boys, don't be a pushover. Stand for what's right. Praise God. If everybody else does wrong, you do right. Praise God. Young ladies, don't you look for some Adam that'll let you just do whatever you feel like. Get you a Joshua that says, as for me and my house, we're going to 
all serve the Lord. They can eat whatever fruit over there they want to, but in this house, we're going to do right. Hallelujah. Man, it's amazing. God created the man first, and the Christian family was designed to have a strong man. Well, I'm sorry. Man, I, I got a big old message to preach. But when men turn into feminine things, you know why the world hates strong men? Because strong men are leaders. Strong men say, as for me and my... You ain't bringing that into my house. I love you, but you better get it out of here. That's why the world wants to destroy... That's why they want to turn women into men and men into women. I still like God's plan. I said I still like God's plan. I'm sorry. Uh, Just let me just preach for a minute and then I'll wrap it up here after a while or tonight or next week. Amen. But I, I told the church two weeks ago on a Wednesday night, what happens in the garden if, if Eve is married to a guy named Joshua instead of a guy named Adam? Felt a little pushback in the spirit right there. Amen. Maybe I need to hang out there a little while. What happens to Eve if she has a strong man named Joshua for a husband instead of a man that's just a pushover? Where, where are you going, Eve? I'm going down to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Okay, honey. Can I go with you? That's what Adam did. She ate and he ate, but the Bible said he wasn't deceived. She was deceived. Which means he was just rebellious. But if she had been married to a guy named Joshua, she said, I'll be back, honey. Where are you going? I'm going down to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Joshua said, "Uh uh-uh. No, ma'am. Come here. Let's sit down and talk about this. We can do all this other stuff, uh, but we ain't going down there. We ain't going to get in trouble with God. (laughs) There ought to be some men... There will be some women saying, yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank God for strong men. Amen. If you're married to one that ain't a strong man, you just be the man for a while. You carry the load if you have to. Till he catches up. It's got to be done. Don't let your kids grow up in filth and Hollywood and garbage of this world. Uh, If he won't stop it, you stop it. If he won't take a stand, you take a stand. Uh, They got to be saved. Uh, They got to be protected. Uh, Somebody's got to put a hedge around them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. We got to have a prayer line. 
begins with a prayer life. In prayer, you'll be able to see what it is that is affecting your walk with God. That's why some people don't want to get deep in prayer because they don't want to know what they need to change. I want to get deep in prayer. I said, I was reading, Paul said, I got caught up to the third heaven. I said, some people think they plateaued with their little, little, thank you, Jesus. I'm telling you, Paul got caught up to the third heaven. You know what that means? There's another level for you to get to. There's another level for me to get to. Uh, you need to be pressing toward the mark uh, of the high calling uh, of Jesus Christ. Uh, prayer. Don't, don't just, I got to preach, my Lord. Man, don't just stop where you always stop. Amen. Open your heart. Say, God, I want to go deeper. You've been caught up to the third heaven. I'll say, well, you've arrived. But until then, we got got more stuff we can do. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Praise. I I, want to live my life in the favor of God. Amen. I I want his blessings. There's been much preached about the armor of God. Ephesians 6 chapter said, put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil for we wrestle not against the person sitting beside you or across the aisle or the one in your job or the, the one on the highway going too slow in the fast lane. Praise God, I'm not even looking up. I'm just trying not to lose my place. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. But we're wrestling against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in Congress and in the White House, in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that ye be able to stand, withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace and above all taking the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Amen. Thank God for the armor of God. Everybody say, this is the new way we fight. This is the new way. Thank God for his word. Thank God for his spirit. Thank God for the armor. But before we can put on God's armor, praise God. Let me look this way. Before we can put on the armor of God, you got to get on an altar and you got to get your old armor off. The way you used to fight, you got to get rid of that. I, I didn't think anybody run the aisles. Your old armor's got to go if you're going to put on the armor of God. Uh,
How did you? Tell you. Praise God. You used to fight with your hands. You used to fight with your mouth. You used to fight with your anger, your hatred, your jealousy, your envy. You used to fight with your gossip. You got, hey, mammy, I prayed all day long. You used to fight with your bullying spirit, but you can't wear both armors at the same time. You got to make up your mind how you want to fight. If you live by the sword, you're going to die by the sword. I want to put on the whole armor of God. Everybody say you got to decide. You got to decide how you want to fight. I've already decided. It's easier when you're old. Praise God. When it hurts when somebody pushes you. Amen, it hurts when you fall off ladders. Praise God. Amen. I sure don't want to be hitting the jaw. Especially with these new crowns that don't even feel good anyway. Amen. That, that ought to make you just love everybody. Praise God. Praise God. Grew up in a nice old family, five boys. Praise God. Amen. We would put on the armor of moats. And it was on every day. Hallelujah. Amen. You know what the problem is? Somebody never, some people never outgrow that. They're looking for somebody to fight right now. They just don't know who I am. They don't care who you are. You know, I figured out, amen, if you think you're tough, there's always somebody tougher than you. When I thought I was fast and I could run the 40-yard dash, you know what I figured out? There was somebody faster than me. When I thought I was good at basketball, you know what I figured out? There was somebody better than me. When I... Praise God. Tell you, if your hope is in this foolish carnal world, you're a mess. Amen. You know what I figured out? I'm just going to love everybody. How you doing, Sister Alicia? Full house, huh? Praise God. I'm going to love everybody. And everybody loves me. What are you talking about? I don't have time to fight anybody. Why do you not have time? I'm teaching Bible studies. I'm telling people about Jesus. I'm going to people's houses and I'm telling them about the Bible. I'm going to the prison and I'm praying people through to the Holy Ghost. I'm coming and I'm telling people in hot springs about Jesus. I don't, I don't have... You know what? Troublemakers are usually people that's got too much time on their hands anyway. Gossip sessions, I don't know why I'm talking about all this. I got a lot to preach. Gossip sessions usually occur with people that don't have nothing to do. You know what? Everybody needs something to do. Everybody needs something to do. 
Well, praise God. Hallelujah. Well, do you know God hates laziness? Amen. Did you know it's a sin? I said it's a sin to be lazy. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Nobody jumping up and down. Amen. Did you know cheating on your test is laziness? You know cheating on your job is laziness? Cheating on your wife is laziness? Cheating on, cheating on God is laziness? God hates laziness? There ought to be something in everybody that says, I'm going to get up and I'm going to... Hallelujah. Amen. Everybody's got something they can do. Improve yourself. Don't sit idle. Don't just sit there with nothing. Amen. Come volunteer at the school. Grade some tests for us. Clean your house. Mow the grass. Call somebody. Invite them to church. Do something. Don't just sit. Don't play video games all night long. My Lord, what a waste of time. Don't sit on Instagram all night long doing nothing. Get off of Facebook and improve your life. Hey, hey God loves people that want to improve. God loves people that want to improve. Amen. Did you know there's some poor people that have as much pride to be poor as there's rich people have pride being rich? There's some people poor and uneducated and proud of it. What a dumb spirit. What a dumb spirit. Praise God. Praise God. Can't have revival if people don't want to grow. Can't have revival if people don't want to improve. You can't have a good marriage if you're just stuck in the rut and you, well, she knew what she was getting into. This is who I am. Well, that's not who you need to be. You need to open this book and see what. Well, hallelujah. Praise God. My Lord, I need to preach, but I can't get going. Everybody needs something in them that makes them want to do better. There was two ladies invited Jesus over for dinner one day. One of them was named Martha and one of them was named Mary. Martha was cumbered about with much serving, which means she was doing the dishes, she was cooking, she was organizing, she was running around like a wild woman. Then there was a lady named Mary that was her sister. And when Jesus walked in, she just went over there at his feet and knelt down and praise God. Began to worship Jesus. Let me tell you something though. Amen. You need to get a balance in your life. There's a time when you need to get some Martha about you. There's a time you need to get 
there's some Martha in your spirit that says, I got to get this stuff done. I need to learn something new today. Uh, I need to improve myself. Uh, I need to learn a trade. Uh, I need to get it. I need to kick the covers off and go become something today. Uh, I need. Praise God. One, two, three, four, five. I don't know why I'm on this, but I'm on it. I'm just going to hang on a minute. Amen. Problem is, the people that are like Super Martha, they need some balance in them. They need some Mary in them. Work as hard as you can. Improve as much as you can. Do as much as you can do. Amen. But you've got to learn how to compartmentalize. Well, I feel the Holy Ghost. You got to learn how to compartmentalize and say, you know what? There's nothing I can do about work tomorrow. There ain't nothing I can do to fix something on the other side of town right now. Right now, I'm in God's house and I'm converting over to Mary. Hey Amen. Forget about the world. I got one thing in my mind right now. I want to touch Jesus. Hallelujah. This is where people get in trouble. Is that they don't balance their life. Amen. They're really good at one thing. And so we kind of just make excuses because they're good at one thing. Well, he's really a good provider though. I mean, he never talks to the kids. He never talks to me. He never comes home and... He never taught, you know, but he's a good provider. Well, I'm glad he's a good provider. But he needs to be a good dad, too. Well, hallelujah. Well, I can't get him to do nothing, but, I mean, he does pray. <laughs> can't get him to do nothing, but he, he does clap his hands when the, it's his favorite song. I'm glad he prays, and I'm glad he claps his hands. But that ain't all there is to do in life. Amen. God said, by the sweat of your brow, you're going to eat. It's God's will for every man, every woman to do something. Hallelujah. Man, you want to get the favor of God in your life? Become balanced. God doesn't bless imbalance. Praise God. Here's the deal. I, I thank God for every woman that does not have to go to the workplace. And, and that makes me happy. Amen. My wife works, works at home, and she's blessed. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Thank God for the government. <laughs> That overpays everybody to do everything. Amen. Thank God for one or two. Uh, two. Praise God. Amen. God's good. I, I, I'm thankful for every uh, lady that d- does not have to go out into the workplace. I think it's great for the family. I think it's great for her marriage that she's not sitting beside a cubicle, beside a whoremonger. <clears throat> it's wonderful. 
Amen. But even that, amen, you can become a busybody. You need to make sure you're doing something productive. Amen. Amen. Sister Erica Coon, she's she stays a little busy. How large is your school now? Five. Amen. Amen. We honor her. Amen. She's not lazy. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Well, hallelujah. Man, I was preaching so good for a little while until I got off track. No, I'm right on the track I need to be on right now. Let me tell you something. Somebody who does nothing is a candidate for depression. Somebody who does not accomplish anything is a candidate for an unclean spirit called depression to come to you and tell you you're worthless and you blah, 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 blah. You know how you make a liar out of the devil? You just do something. You do something. Amen. You open your Bible, study your Bible, whatever. Hallelujah. I don't think, I don't think kids need to sit around and do nothing. Y'all see them jumping up and down a while ago? Earlier? They're not jumping anymore. I think kids ought to be able to have to do something and learn how to. Well, hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Give me five minutes and I'll preach my message anyway. Amen. What what I'm preaching about is having the favor of God. And if you're out of balance, you, you can't have the favor of God. But when you do get in the favor of God, it's like God opens the windows of heaven on you. And God walks with you. When you're in favor with God, the fiery furnace won't burn you. When you're in favor of God, you get thrown into a den of lions. They can't hurt you. When you get in the favor of God, He protects you. You get in the favor of God, he, he moves things out of your path that could harm you. Boy, I feel God in this place right now. All you have to do is get God's favor. And you will win every battle. When you understand that your enemy cannot stop you. (laughs) He said there will not be a man that can stand before you. And you don't have to worry about man. You don't have to worry about the devil. All you got to do is worry about getting God's favor. (laughs) Let me tell you something. If the devil had power over you, he'd had power over Adam and Eve also. If he would have had power over them, he would have just destroyed them. But he did 
didn't have power over him. The only way he can mess you up is if he gets you messed up with God. He can't defeat you, so he tries to deceive you. Hey, come here. I've got to show you this beautiful fruit. It's good for food. It's, when you eat this, your eyes are going to be open. You're going to be so smart. Your IQ is going to go up by 50. It, hey, God's trying to keep good stuff from you. Listen to me, Eve. You, you, this, this is going to be the blessing of your life. And he's vomiting out deceit. Why? Because he can't defeat so he has to do it the tricky way. Get God mad at you. And if he gets God mad at you, the devil wins. You know what? You need to learn the difference in the voice between what God says and what the enemy's trying to tell you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There was a king. I'm almost done. I really am almost done. I, this is my last story. There was a king called Balak who hired a prophet named Balaam. And he said, Balaam, I want you to curse Israel. <laughs> Balaam wasn't like a good prophet. He was like a Joel Osteen. He was looking for a check. So when he saw another opportunity to, to uh, curse somebody and get a big check, he thought, well, yeah, I'll come. But the only problem was uh, he wasn't a liar either. He was kind of a weasel, but he wasn't a liar. So he really wasn't old Jonathan. I'm to think. I don't know who he was like. But he wanted the paycheck and he wanted to curse Israel. But he got to looking. And God started dealing with him. And he tells the king of Moab this. Well, here's the problem. I can't curse anybody that God hasn't cursed. And I can't defy anybody that God hasn't defied. Boy, you hear me? If God's for you, I don't care if the traveling prophet comes and says you're doomed. I don't care what man tries to do. If God's on your side, you're going to be blessed when they're trying to curse you. you. Stand together with me. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. He began to say a parable. Balak, the king of Moab, has brought me from Aram out of the mountains of the east, saying, Come, curse Jacob, and come, defy Israel. Then the parable says this, But how shall I curse whom God hath not cursed? Or how shall I defy whom the Lord hath not defied? 
For from the top of the rocks I see him. And from the hills I behold him. Lo, the people shall dwell alone and shall not be reckoned among the nations. Who can count the dust of Jacob and the number of the fourth part of Israel? You know what my desire is for this church? Is I want God to open up the windows of heaven. Pour it out upon you. Your home, your marriage, your businesses, your careers, your children. I want it. That's what I want so bad is to is for testimony service. They're trying to fighting for the microphone to be able to tell what God's done. Instead of just moping and down in the dumps. And... Amen. If it ain't going right. Amen. You know what I would do? I, I would quit pointing at other people. And I would find me an altar. And I'd take that old armor off. See, a lot of people get wrapped up in hatred and, and it's like a shell that they just, it's covered them. It controls their mind. controls their spirit. You got to get that armor off of you. We're not going to fight like that anymore. We're going to put on the armor of God. I feel Jesus in this place. And if you'll start doing it this way, God's going to look down and He's going to take notice. He's going to say, I'm for that. I'm for that. I'm for that. That's what I would have done. That's what my word says. He'll begin to give you favor. And I love to say, I don't know who taught me this, this terminology that favor is not fair. I think I cut in front of the Silver Dollar City line at the roller coaster. I walked in, nobody waiting, went all the way to the front, got on the front, rode the roller coaster. The best seat in the house. I said, favor ain't fair. God loves me. <laughs> he gives me the desires of my heart. You may not like the front seat on a roller coaster, but there's things in your life you like and you need and you want. You need God to change some things. All you got to do <laughs> is get Him to smile on you. Get Him to smile about how you're conducting your life your prayer life and the things that you're doing and you watch as God unfolds that rose. Beautiful. I've seen it happen so many times in this church. Miracles. Listen to me. I just said it. 
I, I really am almost done. I'll give you five back tonight. Man, anybody give me five more minutes? Raise your hand if you'll give me five minutes. Five, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 45. This is going to work good. On the fourth day, the Bible said, and God set seasons and days and months. And what He did, He put this solar system to spinning. Like you spin a top. And this earth started spinning around every 24 hours completely on its axis. And all the way around the sun every 365 and a quarter days. And everything is imperfect. And all the planets, they're all moving and they're not hitting each other. You're talking about timing. you got to know a little bit about timing to make all this solar system do what it does. And we worry... God, I hope you're not too late. That's what they said about Lazarus. Oh, if he would have just been here. If his timing would have been a little better is what they were saying. My brother would have been alive. I'm telling you, God's timing. Tonight, you ought to walk out and look at all the stars in the sky. And thank God set them all there and they're all doing something. Who knows? God put them there and told them where to stay, told them how to move, when to move, how to move, timing. Don't you know He knows the timing of your life? Don't you know He knows when the best time to do whatever is? Lift your hands to the Lord. And they're going to sing. And I want you to begin to pray. In the name of Jesus. God, I trust you today. Come on, why don't you open your mouth and begin to talk to the Lord. Come on, get rid of all your fear, all your depression. Because it hadn't happened yet. And all these things in our mind. And just start saying, God, I just want your favor. If God be for you, if you get God to smile on you, what on earth, what on earth could come against you? Come on, prayer warriors, help me pray right now. Hallelujah. Come on, God's wanting to help some people. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Come on, just trust Him right now. My God, my God, my God. Come on, let the Holy Ghost touch you. Come on, could you just reach for Him?